Hello and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by Milos. All hail the meat. <laughs> uh, and we are here for uh, to go back into the TARDIS Chronicles in what will probably be a uh, kind of a record for us. Uh, today is um, uh, November 25th, uh, Saturday, November 25th. We are recording this four and a half hours away from four and a half hours after the release of the star beast the first of the 60th anniversary specials starring david tennant and Catherine tate released on disney plus everywhere except uh england so this is new for us in that we've never actually you know we're basically going to be getting some immediate reactions because it's literally for me i've watched this twice in four hours um so i mean this is probably the closest to an actual release we've ever done, short of, you know, walking out of the theater and recording for a movie or whatever, which we've also never done. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to, I mean, we'll go through it to some degree, and there's some background stuff to talk about as well. Um, but, uh, you know, just wanted to get some uh, initial impressions down and go through what we usually go through with these. Um, so we'll start with you, Milos. What were your just quick first thoughts on this? like an idiot throughout this whole thing man yeah i, I felt like a kid again like he, he felt so good he felt so refreshing he felt so pretty much awesome that every like i was just looking at my sister which is bringing like she needs the, the whole thing man he was just so good like so so good yep. that was that was i got no other words yep uh, and basically for me, I mean, we're we're kind of going to sound like broken records here. Like, I've been on the record that David Tennant and Catherine Tate were my favorite period of this show. Um, and, you know, when I watched uh, Penn and stuff originally, it was in, like, 2012 or 2013 uh, when I went through the first seven seasons of the show on Netflix. This was the first thing I've ever, other than Day of the Doctor, I guess, um, yeah. this was the first thing of his I'd ever seen live and the idea that they were somehow going to bring him back and Catherine Tate back for me was just like, yes, please. Like right now. Of course. Um, and I yeah. think, I mean, we mentioned this large... a bunch of stuff when we were doing uh, previous stuff, but it's like, you know, it's all in a way just looking at it was, you know, their way attempt of saving whatever was left of, you know, after the tribunal, run mm -hmm. but and the comparison is just unbelievable like this was this felt like miles ahead of anything doctor we've got over the course of the last couple mm -hmm. of years i'd say and yep. when you look at it like when you look at all the characters everybody who came back from tenant you know to donna to donna's mom everybody at no point it was like they never skipped a beat like they did most of them no. they did the last run in season four and it's like so you know sylvia actually mentions like it's been 15 years and it's like 15 years later none of like it, it's almost like it never happened they played doctor who characters last year or this year last week yeah. it's like they the, the way they slid into their roles into their characters just unbelievable yeah no i was i was impressed 
primarily that everybody just felt exactly the same. And it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they make an offhanded reference to uh, Tennant's version of the Doctor being older, but that's about it. I mean, there's no, you know, and obviously Donna's different, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, the behind-the-scenes reasoning for some of this, which I know we talked about on other shows, but I think it's worth mentioning again, is that, um, you know, obviously they've already cast the next guy, uh, Shudi Gatwa, and he... Apparently, you know, Davies didn't want to have the the 50th anniversary year go by with nothing. And he had, um, Gatwa had several commitments already that he couldn't, that he didn't want to try to get out of. And that would have resulted in nothing being able to be filmed for 23. So Davies didn't want to do that. He didn't want to have the 60th anniversary year go by with no new material. So they were able to get Tennant to come back for these Three specials, which will be released over the next three weeks. And then uh, Gatwa's first episode should be the Christmas special for this year. Um, and I think he's going to show up. I wouldn't be shocked if at some point he shows up during these three, even before the full think, regeneration. I think we'll probably get his regeneration at the end of the third one. Yeah, but I wouldn't be shocked if he... Because we'll talk about... This episode doesn't talk at all about like why this thing with Tenant coming back actually happened. I think we are going to get that. Yeah, but they do, the the they do ask the question. They do ask the question. So that's not going away. Yeah, the, knowing Davis, if he didn't want to bring yeah. it up, he wasn't going to bring it up. The fact that he's bringing it up means that he's going to give you why. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely asked. The question is definitely asked in here, but Multiple this times. one doesn't. Yeah, this one doesn't actually address it in any way and just gets right back into the kind of the adventure of it all. Um, and I do think we will get that explanation um, at some point in these three. Probably the last one um, would be my guess. And maybe it'll be hinted to. I'm guessing the he's going to be revealing. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be dropping stuff along the way. It's not going to be like all these questions and stuff, and then he's going to be okay. Uh, you know, third special. Here's all the answers. Like he's. The yeah. way he runs his things, not... the way he builds his stories, like he's gonna drop stuff all the all, all along the way, you know. Even the, the new screwdriver, not... he's got a new screwdriver. So hey, like third one's not gonna be just an all-out info dump or anything. So no, exactly. Uh, yeah, what I what I'm trying to figure out as a massive fan of this pairing is is it better or worse knowing that it's temporary? Because a part of me was like. A part of me liked this so much where I was like, I just want it to be this forever. I don't care. Like I know it's the same, especially when they took away the stuff that made it impossible to do the pairing that we're going to get into when we discuss the actual yeah. plot. And it's like, I don't want these guys to leave, man. Two of them together. Yeah. Like, I am actually super excited for Gatwa. Like, I want to see what that is. But at the same time, like, I'm watching this, I'm going like, can it just be this till I'm 70? Like, yeah, just do this. This is great. Just pay him whatever he wants, pay her whatever she wants, and just do it forever. Like, Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, that would be uh, something. But here's, here's, a, here's something that was really, like, uh, I don't even know how to call it, but looking into, like, watching this episode, seeing Davies run the yeah. stuff show again, and it made me really feel good about what's to come. Not just the specials, yeah. like 
you're going to get three special, but it's like the show is in good hands. Like whatever they do with Gatwa, I'm like, yeah, he's Davis is going to do him good. So it's like, we're back. It's we're probably, back it's probably terms. just, it's, yeah, it's probably just going to be a matter of acting, but then you kind of bring it to the point. Like if he wasn't good for the role, they wouldn't have cast him. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, really optimistic about what's to come after yeah. the specials. Actually, like, I did see it. It's good. It, it, you know, the grown-ups are back. Yep. I did see a news item that I thought was interesting. I haven't seen this thing, this thing that it's it's originally based around, but have you seen the uh, the movie that BBC did around around the 50th called Adventure in Space and Time at all? Doesn't ring a bell. Okay, it's a, it's apparently a and a bunch of my friends know what it is. It's a movie they did about the creation, like an actual movie movie about the creation of the show, and like you know the early, you know the uh-huh. behind the scenes stuff yeah. about the creation of the show. And uh, David Bradley, the guy who played the first Doctor in Capaldi's last show, plays William Hartnell in that. And there's a scene toward the end which I only saw on YouTube and only know about this because friends of mine mentioned it, um, where, and at the time this was originally made, Matt Smith was the doctor. And there was a scene toward the end of it where they're filming Hartnell's last episode, which I think was in season three or whatever in 1965 or some such year. And he's doing stuff and he just kind of looks at the TARDIS console and suddenly Matt Smith appears there and like just gives him this look and it's supposed to apparently supposed to represent that like the show has a future and all this kind of stuff. Apparently BBC went in and re-edited that for because I guess they started showing it again this week because of the 60th. They went in and re-edited it and put Gotwin there instead of Smith. Um, which, you know, means nothing to me because I haven't seen the actual movie or anything. And I don't think yeah. there's a lot of controversy. I don't think there's a lot of controversy around it. I just thought it was interesting. Um, oh yeah, I don't think there would be. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, there are obviously there are Doctor Who fans who'll get pissed off about all kinds of shit. I mean, obviously the Timeless Child stuff during the Whitaker run was a major source of that. So it's not to say that it doesn't exist. But I didn't see a lot of yeah, torches and torches. Most people are always going to find a reason to complain, so I'm not really worried. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the Star Beast. Um, and I, like I said, I did watch this twice in about a two-hour, two or three-hour span. Uh, it is fifty-eight minutes long, um, so you know it's about it's slightly uh, longer than a regular. Yeah, slightly longer than a regular episode, but not you know not like War and Peace long or anything. Um, so. I thought they would, you know, just because it's usually what they do, I thought they would show the Whitaker regeneration again because usually I was that's expecting what they the do. Same thing. Yeah, but maybe uh, Disney Plus doesn't actually have the rights to that, so they can't. That's entirely possible. Because um, mm. uh, all the all the stuff prior to. All the stuff prior to this is still streaming through the BBC. Like you can't, you know, it's not like the entire show is on Disney Plus now. It's just this one. Um, so 
I would assume it's supposed to be like right after that happens, and you know he she turns into Tenant, and Tenant gets back in the TARDIS and goes to goes back to Earth from wherever I think they were on the that Cybermen Foundry planet in Power of the Doctor, um, which was the last thing we did a couple weeks ago leading up to this, uh, and he just lands back in London again, and you know he steps out of the TARDIS, he's walking around. He's in like a, a shopping area there, and uh, you could just tell right away, like even how it was shot, like it looks way more like a movie than it does a TV show. Like you can just see it yeah. immediately. Um, so I mean, I think that's one of the big areas where the Disney money's going. Uh, so oh yeah, the visuals like a- are definitely above anything BBC did ever. <laughs> yeah, there is like a. A narration by the by the tenth. Well, we're gonna call him the fourteenth Doctor now, I guess, because he technically is that. Davies has said it's not just the tenth Doctor again; he's actually the fourteenth as well. Um, there isn't a, a voiceover I mean, at the beginning by the. He does go through that with early when they talk, and it's like you're not supposed to know your future. He's like, yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not the tenth Doctor anymore. No, it's I'm not. The... Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, there's a whole narration at the beginning explaining, you know, because I'm assuming they're they're thinking that there's a certain amount of the audience that is just going to click on this because it's on Disney Plus. It's possible they've never seen the show prior to this, um, so they explain the whole Doctor and Donna thing, you know, where you know she was his his traveling partner for a while, and she uh, did the thing with the TARDIS power where it was killing her, and he her memories away so it wouldn't kill her and then deposit her back on earth um and you know so now he's back there and he's in this like shopping area and the the first person he runs into is donna noble played by captain tate and he and they they show her holding when they show a person holding the packages that he's gonna and i was like dude that's gotta be donna like there's no way that's anybody but yeah. See, I thought they would. I thought they would wait. I didn't think it was going to be right. Dude, I figured out. I didn't know how they were going to do it, but the second they showed the person with the packages, I'm like, "That's Donna. It's, it's got to be. That's yeah. that's how they're rolling with this." Yeah, I thought I thought they would wait, but then I realized that oh, it's only an hour. They can't, you know, it can't be that deliberate because it's not that. It's not that yeah. long. Um, yeah, and you're gonna yeah, not he, gonna take the whole special setting up whatever you're going to do in the next two. So it's like, you got to go right. right off the bat. You're going to go into it, which they did. Right. So, um, so he's kind of freaking out because he's like, if she, you know, the whole, the whole conceit is that if she remembers him and she remembers the experiences she had with him, it will kill her. So yeah. he's trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, so he just kind of downplays it. And then he starts yeah, even the whole for, scene, the way they played her off, like, he takes the package off of her, sees it's Donna. He's like, whoops, he just right puts it back. Yep. And then and it, you could tell it was Catherine Tate because the minute he does that, she's like, Oi, do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're I done playing games. Right yeah. <laughs> like, we're right back here again. I forgot how much I missed this. Um so and then she starts yelling for someone named Rose and Doctor again kind of does the what, what, what thing that he always does. 
Um, and it's not actually Rose Tyler. Uh, it is Rose Noble, uh, Donna's daughter with her husband, uh, played by Yasmin Finney. And this is the point at which I would like to give the finger to all the fucking internet trolls who've been going on about this character for the last year. Um, <laughs> somebody got it in their heads that this character was going to be a a race-swapped transgender alternate version of Rose Tyler. To which I can say, fuck you, you're all dumbasses. Can you tell I don't really like internet trolling that much? Uh, um, yeah, so, you chose, yeah, you chose, a little bit, just a little yeah, bit. Donna has, Donna has a daughter, um, so the doctor tries to get away from them because, you know, she doesn't want her to remember him at all. While they're standing there, a spaceship, a crashing spaceship flies over London, and he goes and, and hails a cab, and it's driven by Donna's husband. Uh, he's trying to get to where the where the spaceship crashed, and there's a whole scene where he interacts with the husband for a while, which was funny. I like the whole thing where he mentions being a an acquaintance of one of their friends, and the, the husband goes, how is she? And he goes, oh, she's fine. After the accident, she's not fine. Oh, but it wasn't her fault. I guess she's she fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of worried that you know, Tennant would somehow be out of step with it after not playing this character for this long, although he has nope. done a lot of the audio stuff, but he was right, it was right back in the pocket, you know, <laughs> just tells you how good of an actor he is, and, um, you know, so he's going and looking for the, he goes to the, that steelwork where the, where the spaceship is, at the same time, um, you've, you know, Donna and Rose go back to their house. The apparently, what you find out is that you know they won 166 million pounds from that lottery ticket that he gave them at the end of the end of time. Um, <laughs> she, of course, bought a house. Gave it all away. Then otherwise gave the rest of the money away, which you know, from what I remember of Donna in season four, she wouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, no, no. So I did. So I did. I did think there was a way that was a way to show that the character had changed. We'll get into some of the reasoning behind that as we go through it. Um, you know, but the but Sylvia, her mother, who's still around, mentions, you know, if you'd kept some of that money, we wouldn't you'd be better off than you are now. So, you know, they go back to their house and um and the daughter has a shed where she's like making like stuffed toys uh, as a side business try to make money for the family and stuff. And Donna makes some kind of joke that she's shipping a bunch of shit to Dubai um, for somebody who actually buys her shit. Uh, so then a neighbor kid gets Rose to go out. And I guess there was like an escape pod that crashed from the spaceship and uh, yep. it's empty. So there's apparently some sort of alien wandering around. So uh, Rose goes, is out around their house and finds this like, little furball alien called the Meep um, that claims... Oh, hail is... the Meep! Oh, you actually... Okay, yeah, all hail the Meep, yep. I looked into this, and this is a pre-existing character, even though this is the first time it's been used in the actual show. Um, 
Beep the Meep is a character that was created for a Doctor Who comic strip in the Doctor Who Weekly magazine in February of 1980, and the it was a it was a fourth Doctor thing. That was Tom Baker back in the day. Um, yep. And the cre the creators of of Beep the Meep are actually credited at the front of the episode. You saw that thing where it calls out Dave Gibbons and whoever I think it was uh, John Wagner and some other person uh, who created this character. And a lot of this, I read the the plot synopsis of the the story that this came from. It was called Doctor Who and the Star Beast. And a lot of this story is kind of similar to... I think No, I think that was the adaptation. That's what they used for the actual episode. That's the storyline. I think they adapted that story right. for the special. I think that yeah, was the idea. The comic strip, yeah, the comic strip was called Doctor Who and the Star Beast. And, you know, they basically took the basic broad strokes of that story, added some Donna stuff, and that's where this came from. Um, so, yeah, so it's this cute little Ewok type thing with big eyes and white fur and stuff. Very cute. Like, I really like the design. It was a nice puppet. Um, so Rose takes it back to yep. the shed, and, you know, it's talking to her about, you know, there's there are other aliens hunting me because they want, and it doesn't really get into the why uh, um, yet. They want to kill so, me, is the story. Yeah. So, so they Rose, wanna, that they want to kill it. Says they want to kill it. Um, so the doctor goes to where the, the spaceship supposedly crashed. It's like the steel foundry somewhere. And so he's taking readings on it. There's unit people there already, uh, led by uh, Erlian something or other. Uh, I already forgot her name. Uh, Erlian Ingram or something or other, uh, played by Ruth Maley. Uh, she was actually in a wheelchair, which I thought was really cool. Corey's going to love that. Yep. Uh, um, so, so she interacts with the doctor a little bit because he's trying to work with them, but he's also trying to uh, keep his distance because he doesn't want to go anywhere near Donna and risk that. Um, so there's a whole bit of, you know, where she first he first runs into this woman and he says, you know, he says something, and she assumes it's the tenth Doctor back from some of their time period, and whatever. And he goes, "Oh no!" Eventually, I'll. And you mentioned this before. He was like, "I'll turn into the guy with the bow tie, and then I'm a Scotsman, and I'm a woman." And she says, "But that's your future. You're not supposed to know that." And he goes, "Well, yeah. I mean, uh, she turned into me, and I'm here again." So yeah, I even kind of liked how you know Tennant still does a lot of the little weird affectations that his doctor has like at one point she says well you got your old face back and he just kind of does that thing he always did like yep <laughs> i mean that was a regular thing because it really yeah and he always does bring you back because like when you had it you usually have it with regenerations the doctor usually takes a while yeah. to get back and to remember stuff but here's like right off the bat he's like i got this face and i remember yeah. everything I I think they know that because this is a, a temporary condition, like he's not going to do a full season or anything. They probably figured there there's not any reason to really do that. Like you're not going to waste half of it or, you know, two thirds of the three episodes where he doesn't have any clue what's going on. Um, <laughs> I also like the thing where uh, when he goes to get the cab, he flashes the psychic paper at the husband and he says like minister of knowledge or whatever. And, 
Sean goes, but it says mistress, and he goes, ah, catch up, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he goes to the, the spaceship, interacts with the unit lady, and then, you know, the, the unit troops get there, and he jumps in the back of their wagon and heads off somewhere. And um, the uh, a bunch of the unit troops go up to the spaceship and bust the door down. They make a point to say that, that there's a bunch of stairs, so the chick in the wheelchair is stuck down there. Uh, so she can't go up with them to the to, uh, bust open the spaceship. Well, the spaceship, which ends up yeah, being, yeah. Yeah, which thing. ends up being positive. Because they uh, open up the spaceship and this weird white thing comes out and, like, inhabits the soldiers and, like, takes their minds over, right? So um, so they're marching around. They're looking for, you know, it's clear that they're looking for the meep. For the meep. Um, so then we cut back to the doctor with the unit troops. He jumps off the truck and he hears... At this point, Donna goes into the shed with the daughter, and she's commenting on all the stuffed toys that she's making, and the meep is like hiding in a corner, because uh, it doesn't want to, doesn't want it, want to want to be known and out in public and stuff. And Donna sees the meep and is like, "Hey, that's the best thing you've ever made. It looks really realistic and stuff." And like, "How did you do the eye thing?" And then it blinks, and she's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, and that was folks in the eye, it's like... Folks it in the eye, and it's like, ow! Um, oh, but I did skip over. Before all that, there's a scene with Donna and the mother, which... And you're, you're shown that, like, she has no memory of all the stuff with the doctor still, but she feels like she's missing something in life, right? Like, she's outwardly happy because she has the husband and the kid and whatever, but you can tell she's still kind of there's a certain like miserable quality to it all where you can tell she feels like she's missing something really important. So well, even even when the, they do the intro, when they're introing the story, like every part, like they give you the whole play by play of what happened and why it happened. And then Donna is like, but all this time, I'm like, I'm happy. I have a wife. I have a husband. I have a kid. I have a family that allows me. But it's like I'm still missing piece or something like something was missing something was there and it's not there anymore and i can't figure out what it is yep yep and it actually kind of reminded me of um in a different way because this was this particular example was played way more for laughs than this is but it kind of reminded me it made me immediately think of partners in crime which was her first episode as the full-on companion where She's been looking for him ever since Runaway Bride happened, and they run into each other again, you know, and it kind of made me think of that at first, and then, uh, you know, then I settle right back into what the thing actually was. So the doctor shows up at their house right as they're, like, dealing with the fact that there's this alien in their backyard, and uh, um, I I thought it was kind of... But even that scene, like, when, he come, when he comes there and Mom sees him at the door and he's like, Let me in, let me in. He's like, No, you're not coming in. No. And she was like, If you said if she saw you again, she would die. And he goes, Oh, no, only if she remembers me. That's slightly different. Um, I did think it was funny, yeah. though, like the way that the, the, and I, I had forgotten that her, her mother and Wilfred actually rem, 
were knew that the doctor had done this to her and that she wasn't supposed to remember anything. Um, because the level of active denial that the mother has is like, you know, at the beginning, like when it was, well, a, yeah, a because that's thing. the whole concept is he had to tell him, like, you know, and they even yep. go, like, when they go into the whole, there's a moment, there's a scene where Donna goes, like, yeah, you know, granddad always talked about UFOs and life in space. Then one day he just stopped. Then he, he gave it all up, and it's like, yeah, and like, and it, you know, in a way, you know, it, in a way, it killed them because, like, that was what you know it was all about. Like, even going back to season four or three, wherever it happened, there's a scene where Donna and Doctor are traveling, and they pass by on purpose as they're traveling out. Like, they pass by, they open the TARDIS door, and they pass by where Granddad is looking through the telescope. Just so he can see him, and it's like they built. Yep. You know, that was one of the things that made those relationships like look so awesome. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, at one point he just stopped because he knew, like, yeah. you know, he can't be doing that anymore because then Donna's gonna ask questions, and if Donna asks yep. questions, he's gonna have to answer them because he won't be able to not answer. Right. I just thought it was funny, like, and I get why she's still doing it. Oh, just like, just to stop you, just stop yeah. you for a second. You want to know yeah. another heart wrenching thing? Sure. So, Cribbins passed away last year at the age of ninety three. Okay. He would have been ninety four this year. And when they bring oh, it up, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So yeah, they do. Okay, because. Yeah, once he first shows up and they sort of corral the meat thing and um, he, you know, he says to the mom, he's like, Wolf's not here. What's going on? And then he basically she says, oh, he's not with us anymore. And the doctor takes that to mean that he's dead, as I also did. Like, I thought, oh, maybe I, did they didn't as well. actually... I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe they didn't actually film any anything with him. And this is how they're going to deal with it. Maybe he did die. And then, you know, the doctor gets kind of sad. He's like, I love that guy. I'm so sorry. And she goes, he's still alive, you idiot. He's in a home. He's 94. He can't do stairs. <laughs> so I'm convinced he's showing up at some point. Dude, he, he's got it. Like, I, 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 kept, I kept beating his drum, but he's my favorite one. Yeah. Character he's got out there. And from what I was. Yep. And from what I read, and if he, he actually taped himself, he did. Like, yeah. there's no way they don't. And I, I'm gonna tell yeah. you right now, if that man shows up on screen, I'm gonna cry, flat out. Oh, I will. I, will, I admit, I will be crying my eyes out if he shows up. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. guessing if it's in the third one, like you, you know, the first thing we do when we get on to record that one will just be like, have a good cry about it for five minutes. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know it. Yeah, so they do mention they do mention Wilf. I'm sure we will see him again, or we they wouldn't have done it this way. Um, so, so the doctor decides to take them and take the meep and get the hell out because the unit the possessed unit soldiers show up. The there's another set of aliens hunting for the meep. Um, the Rarth warrior Rarth warriors was it? I just kept calling yeah. them the Wrath warriors. I know it had an extra on it somewhere. Um, so they're, they're hunting for it and the unit soldiers, the possessed unit soldiers are also hunting for it, but you're not sure why quite. Um, 
you know, I just assumed it was initially I just assumed it was like the the Deep Space Nine episode with the hunters where like there were just multiple parties that were trying to get the thing. Um Yeah, so I got that feel as well. Yeah, so the doctor takes them out to try to get away from it. There's a whole big shootout in the house. Um, here's another case of where you can tell where the the Disney money went toward the effects because they do this whole thing when the unit soldiers come in where the doctor uses the the screwdriver to like create these like energy walls that can uh, deflect the bullets. And I was yep. like, yeah, they never would have done they never would have done this on a BBC budget. They absolutely would never. They have would have run this. through it, it or crouched like, through it or something, but there would be no shield <laughs> if it was just BBC money. He would have waved. He would have waved the screwdriver, and the guns wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have like had this big exactly, yeah. thing to get around it. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, that's money well used." Okay, <laughs> cool. Um. So yeah, they go. They go back to the. The whole idea is to go back to the. Um, he's trying to. He, his assumption at that time is to try to get get the meep back back off the planet, right? And uh, so he realizes, I think, when they escape, they use the husband's cab to get away. And I think he kind of realizes, like, yeah, that was a little too easy. I'm not sure what's going on here anymore. Um, no, what he actually so they notices first is when they open the door to run through the cab. You can visibly see shots being fired, hitting the cab. And when he gets to the right. cab, there's I've, no mark. Right. I even sort of, I I even said it verbally to myself. And right now there's no one else here. I'm alone. My wife's in New York for Thanksgiving. Um, and I was watching it going, because even I had a moment of like, okay, that thing is being hit by lasers and it's a, it's an, it's an American, it's an earth car. And yet nothing's happening. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's no scratches, <laughs> nothing. And then the second yeah, thing they gave it away exploding. is when he, when he sees the yeah. unit soldier on the ground who's been shot, presumed dead, and he puts his, you know, hand to feel his pulse. pulse check. And he goes like, hmm, yeah. interesting. And then they run away, and you're like, you know there's something going there's on, something. obviously. He goes, What? Um, that I didn't think anything of. I thought he started to do that to see if the guy was dead or not, then he got distracted by something else. The thing that caught my attention was the car. Um, so then they go to, like, a parking garage and, you know, get out of, get out of the husband's cab, and, um, then he teleports those, two of those wrath warriors to the parking garage he pulls a barrister's wig out of his jacket, which I wasn't aware he just carried that around all the time, <laughs> which was kind of cute. Yeah, um, but with, with Tennant's doctor, it's like he, it's the most perfect thing in the world. Like, just makes sense. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I was dying laughing when he put the wig on. I was like, oh my God. I was like, why is he doing that? Oh, wait, this is a British show. Of course he is. Okay. <laughs> um, so he basically invokes like some shadow proclamation rule where he can be like a like an officer of the court and figure this whole thing out. So he realize he gets the, the wrath warriors to testify, and they basically say like, yeah, we're um we're basically chasing this meep thing because they're all evil because the there was some weird radiation thing with their son that made them all psychos, and we've been fighting now. them. Yep. 
we've been fighting them for years and this is the last one alive and we're just trying to capture it. And he goes to, he goes to listen to the meep's end of the testimony and the meep gets pissed off and turns into this evil fucking, you know, like the eyes get all big and slanty and it's suddenly got fangs and shit. Yeah. And it's like super evil. Right. And I did think it was going to be like this Ewok thing that they're going to have to protect the entire time. So I was shocked. Like I didn't look up the, I didn't look up the the history of this character until after I watched it because I didn't want to have prior knowledge or whatever. But um, I was actually kind of surprised. And then the uh, the soldiers show up. The mind controlled soldiers show up and capture them and take them back to the foundry thing. And it's going to take the Meep's going to take that spaceship and go back into space. And apparently claim revenge on all the, the species that had fucked them over, or whatever. I don't know how that, how that one little thing was going to do that with you know no resources at all. But okay. Um, and apparently, it ha- the ship had this kind of drive system where it would like harness the planet's core and like blow up a big giant part of the planet that was near it for energy and stuff, and it would have destroyed all of London, I guess. So, um, that's the point at which, yeah, so as they're captured by the soldiers, they're in a truck, and this is where you get the discussion between the Doctor and Donna, where he asks about the, about the money thing, and like, why did you give it all away? And she says something to the effect of like, because there were, I knew there were people in other parts of the world that needed help and were miserable, and I wanted to help that. And so that's what I did. And I kind and then, of... And that was point, when they're driving, when they're trying in the truck, he goes like, why did you do it? Like, he's like, but that's what he would have done. And it's like... Yeah, because I, I did that because it's what he would have done. And then I was just like, oh, she must be starting to... Or there must be some reason why she never completely forgot him. And then I kind no, of but went, it goes like, back. She... It goes back to the beginning, and the intro is like, "Yeah, I know there's a hole. I know I'm missing something. I just don't know what." Right. So, so they get away from the. Yeah. So they're they're about to be. They're captured by the the soldier people, and the the meep gives a huge speech about, like, yeah, I'm gonna go out in the space again and claim revenge against all these people who screwed me. So it gets into the spaceship, and, and the unit lady in the wheelchair shows up and saves them, and she's, like, Bond tricked out the wheelchair. It's got a bunch of weapons. I thought that was so fucking cool, by the way. And my wife is gonna love that shit. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch that with her and have her, like, freak out when somebody in a wheelchair does something that cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna say shit about that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I, leave it as a surprise. Yeah, no, she called me right before we did this, and I didn't want to tell her anything about it at all because I know she wants to see it. But um, I said I was, I was. She asked me what I thought of it. I said, well, I watched it twice in about two hours. So what does that tell you? And she goes, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so the the unit lady saves them. Um, she takes everybody other than the doctor he says, get them all out of here. Um, but Donna decides to stay with him, even though, you know, that's not what he wants, but he goes running off to try to stop the spaceship thing. She 
she pushes the family away and says, look, I got to go. You know, she tells the husband, get them out of here. I got to go help him because otherwise we're all screwed. Um, and she remembers him as the doctor. At which point I was just like, oh, how is this going to happen? And she's not going to die. Okay. <laughs> but I know she's not going to die because I know she's in the other ones. So yeah. how is this going to work? No, but um, you get the whole, like, when she says, like, doctors need it. And it's like, and yeah, and mom brings it up. She said the doctor. She says his name. Which yeah. is something and that like, he painfully and like avoided telling her the whole episode. Whenever she asks him, "Who are you?" he never says yeah. it. So when she goes, the doctor some... needs. I'm gonna go help the doctor. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought at some, I thought at some point he'd break out John Smith again, um, <laughs> but yeah, he just never says anything. And then right before the mom called it out, I was like, wait, she just called him the doctor. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she, so she goes running off to catch up to him. He's trying to deal with the. He's trying to find a way to shut off the, the Meep spaceship so it doesn't blow up London. And she comes running in, and he, he goes like, "What are you? You know, you're the one person I didn't want here. What are you doing?" Um, and she's just like, "Well, I had to come help you because it's just because it's just you know." And, and there's a, they start pushing buttons, and she's on one side of the room, and he's on the other side, and this big glass partition comes down and separates them. And I was like, oh, shit, is she actually going to die? And this whole thing with the three episodes was a dodge, and she's only in the one, and the daughter's going to be in the other two, and then she's going to die, and he's going to be miserable. And I was like, they're not actually going to do that. Uh, that, that idea did that idea did cross my mind. It's like the way he yeah. played it, though, because the whole like, like you know, I'm gonna stop this all by myself. And you know, when yep. she showed up, he's like, no, you stay here, don't do anything. And she's like, I want to help. Help? Like, no, better yep. get out of the way. And then when the first when the room first divided, he's like, it's okay, I can do this. We have a room. I mean, yeah, I can stop this. No yep. problem. I can still do this. Um. And I gotta say, like I had, I had thoughts of end of time again. Like I was like, oh shit, are they gonna do this again? Like, are they gonna rip my heart yeah. out? Yeah, that was, are they gonna yeah, rip my yeah. heart again? Like, no way. Uh, and then he and I forgot, you know, just because, like I said, it's probably been, with the exception of when we rewatched End of Time after Cribbins died to do that when we did that a while back. Um, I haven't watched any of the tenant stuff probably in like 10 years. Right. And I forgot mm -hmm. how good I forgot how good he can be. Even when he gets kind of mopey with this character, like how good he can be doing that where it's not like, Oh my God, you're yeah. so like Hamlet. Like for most actors that have done this show or most actors in a lot of situations, if you got as like overwrought as he tends to get when he gets really mopey i'd be like dude you're so hamming this up right now and he just does it so well he's just like oh you like you can tell when the when the glass thing goes down and he thinks they're out of options he's like oh man like why and you know he gets really he has this moment of like he's like okay what do we do like there's got to be some way to some way to stop this what do we do and he's like well there is one thing that i don't want to and she goes, why? And I had forgotten, like, and we'll get into it in a second, but, and you can tell me, was there any, when he did this in End of Time, was this back door even there? 
Or did they make this up for this? There was no back door. They don't mention it. Okay. She yeah, goes. So here's the thing. Basically, here's the thing. I think I think the words that he said were those were all the things that she was saying, not just the binary, binary, binary part. Those were all the words that okay. she was saying. Okay. Before so she I didn't actually watch did that again. The whole, like, yeah. I should have watched that that episode. I forgot what episode it was, and I didn't want to have time to watch it again. But I should have. Yeah, um, I, th I think those were so the same words. That was the whole thing. I think, I think probably because again, this is something that Davies actually wrote back in season four. But those were actually, I think that he purposely went for the, the same, same words, thing. where her brain was trying to process everything, and Doctor just had to shut it down to save oh, her life. And I think he purposely went back to the same words and put it as a key that actually unlocks it. Because they never, I mean, of course, back then, they never actually mentioned, oh, like, you can unlock her if you do this, 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 this. It was just said, like, if he ever remembers, she's going to die. Right. So the assumption was he wouldn't want to be able to do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he, he probably knew. I like, love this. Yeah. Yeah, and I just and I like I said, I forgot how good he can be when he gets as opposed to a lot of other actors, and maybe it's just this character in particular. Like I've never seen him play anybody else where he gets this mopey ever. But like when he does well, that, he's, he's, he's got a range for it. it. He's got the range for it. But he just yeah. and like again, it was like putting on like, shoes just the next day. It's like he never he did yep. he doesn't skip a beat. And he's just like, there's one thing we can do but I don't want to do it. And she's like, why? And she goes, because you'll die. And she's like, okay. okay. Uh, which I thought was amazing. And then I realized, well, you're this is where you're supposed to get how much he's actually changed. Like, he has a kid. He has a husband. He has, like, people that he wants to protect now, kind of like he always has. And, like, she's willing to die because she's like, what am I next to the nine million people that are going to die here if we don't do this, Right. Where I think Donna during season four would not have done that. She would have been like trying to find a way around it. But, you know, and she wasn't like a scumbag, yeah. but she was She'd very be going like, there's got to be another way. There's got to be another way. Yeah. Yeah. She was way more self absorbed than the version of the character we've seen here. And, um, you know, she would have very much been yeah, like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. What's funny when, when, he, when he actually like locks her, she goes yeah. straight back because the first thing she does is like, yeah. I wanted to talk about before that, like, and I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. have admitted during this that maybe some of it is the nostalgia of it all and like how happy I am to see this again. There were moments where I, during this, where I got choked up for it because I was like, I forgot how good this is. Holy shit. Like, yeah. and that same, moment where same. he was like, that moment where he was like screaming and he's like, why does it have to be this? Why does it have to be this again? I was in tears. I was just like, wait, I know she's going to live, but this is still hitting me like this. How how well is this written for me to be, like, bawling my eyes out even though I know she's going to live? Like, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, it just so shows you how it is, like, how well it acted and how well written it all is. Yeah. So he unlocks her with, like, the Winter Soldier series of code words and whatever. She does like a there's like a regeneration effect basically. She does like the same like you get the same energy thing that you would get during a regeneration. And like you said, it's right back to old Donna again because the first thing she says is like, 
I gave away all my money because I wanted to be more like you. And it was, you know, you you put me through some sort of time loop thing and it made me all soft like you and I gave away all my money and and you could tell like she was right back to that again. You know, and I was like, okay, this is great. Basically um, like so she's she, going to different characters series, plays the new Donna, if you would, and then she goes after he allows her, he she goes straight back into old Donna Doctor. Or Doctor Donna right and it's like right back like yeah it was man. it was amazing so, so good again it was like the snap of a finger and he's right back there like it i and i had also forgotten too like how good of an actor she is too because like she does a lot of comedic stuff and you don't get to see this that often like and you know the last thing i yeah. saw her in before this was something that a lot of people didn't really like of hers was that year or two she did on The Office where they had no clue what to do with her and they just kind of had her around and she did nothing and she was like a butt of jokes for most of it and like I feel like they brought her in with more ideas than they actually used and she just kind of sat there and did nothing for however long um, but it was great to see her again it was great to see this version of the character back again and they you know they uh between the two of them, they're able to uh, stop the spaceship thing. The little Furby gets yep. kicked out of the spaceship. Um, and uh, she does start, you know, there's a whole thing about um, there's a time limit before the, the supposed Time Lord energy will kill her. And so she does start to die again. And the uh, the possessed unit troops come in and they're about to, they're about to kill him. And he just goes, oh, yeah, they're like, we're going to shoot you now. And he's like, okay, do whatever you want. I don't really care. Because um, as far as he's concerned, he's failed because she's dead. And he's just like, I don't give a shit. Go ahead and kill me if you want to. Um, but then what they do causes the the whole thing to get reversed. Like there have been giant volcanic cracks through all of London. That all just suddenly gets reversed. And the Furby gets booted out of the spaceship thing. And Donna doesn't die. And this is where, and he's confused. He's like, what, what? Okay. Uh, so then there's the whole explanation of it has to do with the daughter because um, she had all this energy from the meta crisis thing from journey's end or whatever, whichever episode it was. And when she had the child, some of that was passed down to the kid, which is why the kid has always yep. felt weird in life and whatever. Um, so it doesn't kill her. Uh, and then they're able to, they give the meep to the, the Rarf warriors who are going to take it back to wherever, I guess. And then there's a whole thing about, and I guess this is some kind of subtext that is maybe just kind of over my head a little bit, or maybe I wasn't thinking about it so much, but um, he's concerned about, okay, well, sure, you're not dead, but the, this energy thing is still a problem. We got to figure out how to get rid of this. And then Don and the daughter are just like, Hey, it's too bad. You still don't have a vagina because then you would get this. Um, we're just going to yeah. like, let it go. And it'll be fine. like, I'm guessing that's like some kind of subtext about, you know, how much in our society women are just expected to just like let shit roll over them or something. Um, which, I honestly, honestly, sure. that was probably that. That I get it. I'm not gonna 
complain. It's not thing, but I think deadline is one thing in this episode that I didn't like. But yeah, the, and I could see in the general context. In the general context of things, really doesn't matter to me. Really like the way it is delivered. It almost felt like an easy way to uh, gap a plot hole. Which again, I'm, yeah, I think that's all. I'd rather because you have to explain it away somehow. So it's like you can either make right. something up or make it something that's so easy and simple that it's just gonna. I'll be like, okay, yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go because, you know, you spend this entire, most of this 58-minute runtime telling this story, and then you either do what they do here where it's just kind of blown over with, like, a very basic thing. I think that's the Davis thing. Because I, I can't, yeah. I, for a second, just imagine if Chibno had to write this. Like, uh, yeah. He couldn't. I, they you know, <laughs> I know, I know yeah. they wouldn't have, but I, I'm just saying, like, you just feel like yeah. it's something that's, you know, we, we talked about the ease that the character had of slipping back into this role, the ease of writing yep. that you see from Davis. It's like he never skipped yep. the lead either. And Moffat could have written this, but it would have taken him three years worth of shows to seed it. You know, he couldn't have done it in an hour. Um, so. Wow. Yeah, so it, it is, it is and, a way uh, to just, be, just, just before you move on, as they're taking the meep away, the meep goes like, I was like, you know, finding a, uh, finding a person with two hearts, it's a rare thing indeed. Like, I can't wait for the boss. I'm guessing the boss is the Neil Patrick Harris character that we're going to see later. That's, that's um, where I went as well. I was like, that's probably going to be him. And then, and then Tenant yeah, kind of goes, cryptic, isn't it? Cryptic. And it's like, yeah. But I feel like that's something that Davis, he didn't throw in just for sake of throwing in. Like, it's going to lead somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think that's, you know, the, the Neil Pactor, Pactor's, bleh, bleh, bleh. the Neil Patrick Harris yeah. character is the big bad guy of the third. And I'm, or yeah. probably the third. Uh, that, that's what I have to figure is. That's where I went as well. I was like, oh, it's yep, and I'm guessing that you're going to find out that everything they deal with in the first two have has at least been set up by him, whether he shows up in them well, or not. Well, not, is... not necessarily set up, but he's, you know, it's going to lead to him eventually. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Wrath guys take the Meep away, and then the Doctor is going to leave again, but then she goes, you know, he mentions, you know, um, uh, and Donna's house gets blown up when they, when you have the fight between the Wrath Warriors and the unit soldiers and whatever. So he says, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, we also should have mentioned that the home that Wilf is in was actually run by unit. And uh, Kate put him there. Well, not, not uh, run by I... unit, by finance by unit. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they funded it and she, and Kate put him in there. Um and if you go by the trailers, Kate is going to show up in one of these. So, uh, probably the I was I was surprised she wasn't in this. I'm surprised. I, I expected yeah, when Unit showed up at the beginning, I expected Kate was going to be there. Yeah. yeah, I thought you'd get Kate instead of the chick in the wheelchair, but you know, yeah, because then, I'm betting, then you, know, you know, by this point, 
Kate still does it because then, but then you've had the whole conversation about this old face and the new him because Kate yep. would have known, I mean, you know. Yep. And Kate was just in Power of the Doctor, so it's not like she's been away for years and years oh, and yeah. years. Um, oh, yeah. So, and But I'm thinking, you know, Davies probably has a lot of stuff planned, and they're going to seed it out over the, the three, most likely. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if we somehow see Martha Jones again. Um, no, none of that would shock me at this point. Maybe we'll see Mickey since they're married. I don't know. Um, mm, you know we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, so, it's like, yeah. So the end of it is basically there. He's about to leave, and he says to Donna, "You know, units gonna units insurance is gonna fix your house. While that's going on, you want to take one more. You want to take a couple ri a ride with me or anything." And at first he goes, "Well, no, because I have to raise my kid and whatever." And then the the kid says, "Can I go in the box?" And and uh, Donna's like, "No, because." You'll get roped into something with like Chaucer and a giant bionic lobster. And then she looks at the doctor and goes, you've actually done that, haven't you? And he goes, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's not um, a robotic uh, lobster. It's actually a robotic shark. And Mars, so. well, oh, it was a shark. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was some sort of sea thing. Yeah. Uh, but he, do he yeah. does say, why don't we go? See why don't we go see Wilfred? And she goes, yeah, we should do that. You know, that would be fun. Let's do that. And mom is, mom is adamant because when he's like, hey, let's go take one more trip. Mom's like, nope, you're not going anywhere because that one little trip, no. something's going to go wrong. You're going to end up somewhere as well. Gonna so go it's like, yeah, it's going to go, gonna go south fast. Yeah. Yep. And I wonder, I wonder if, you know, obviously there are two of these left over the next two weeks. I wonder if the next two are going to be a full-on two-part thing. And I guess we'll have to see. Um, but, uh, so they, the other thing we should mention is that we have not seen the inside of the TARDIS this entire show. The entire thing takes place on Earth. So he opens yeah. up the doors and they've done the redesign for, you know, the next Doctor. I, as we were saying, I think during the, the pre-air part, I would think yeah. this is going to be the set that, I would think this is going to be the set that Gatwa gets. Because yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's Dude, you, you, can, you can see what Disney money buys you, you know? Yeah, because it's a, it's a much bigger set. It's not like a closet, like a lot of the the stuff yeah. in the original BBC show kind of looks like it's in a closet. Um, and honestly, you can tell that and it's almost the way they played. It's almost basically it's almost as Tennant is also playing it for the first time. Yeah. And when he starts running around and it's like that's I think that's the exact same feeling everybody who's watching the show had at that moment. Is like if I was there, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yep. Well, I was shocked too because the camera pulls out and you see how big it actually is. It was like bridging yeah, the enterprise Donna, thing. Like, yeah, and Donna actually brings it up. Oh, it's grown. Yeah. Yep. So it is way bigger. Um They've always made reference there being other rooms in it. I wonder if now with, that they have more money, you might start to see some of that. Um, mm, <clears throat> I, I'm not necessarily for that. I yeah. think, yeah, they bring up the fact that there's a lot of rooms in it, but yeah, I don't think you 
really need to do that. I mean, if you have, if you have I a story, don't, that I don't, yeah, I like unless you actually have a story that it, you would drive the story if you do do that, which they haven't yeah. really done. Like, you look at at least the new series and just look at the stories that they tell. It's like, I don't think any single one of them would have been, you know, driven. You could drive the story by having an extra room in the TARDIS. Although, right. well, what, would be the... cool, what would be cool yeah. is if they actually show the clothes room where all the clothes are. Yeah. Yep. The other thing is that, you know, the the TARDIS has always been viewed as a conveyance to get from story to story, and it might be interesting now that they have some some more money and some leeway, maybe they could actually do a story inside of it. And, you know, maybe they no, could that, that would make sense. and have to... Yeah. No, they, they could we'll probably do that. And I mean, I they, bring, they, like, they, did, they did build it up to the point where all this is living, breathing thing on its own. So it's like, it's live, you yeah. know, so... Yeah, they can definitely yeah. do that. I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if they don't, but it's definitely an avenue they could take. Um, so, yeah, then you yeah, get some... Uh, money nice... is a story that's appropriate for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, now you just get... The last couple minutes of this are... You just get some really nice dialogue of the two of them being friends again, and I... It was another one of those things of, like, I can't... I forget how much I missed this. This is beautiful. Like, just give me this for an hour, mm-hmm. and I'd be fine. Um, you know, and the she she very much challenges him to be because he's always like, yeah, we'll just do one last thing, and she's like, why does it have to be that? Like, you have another chance at life now. Why can't you just like be normal and have friends and stuff? And uh, he almost kind of starts I, to go along with that when when he when she goes like, you know, you can drop by and like you know we can hang out, you know, and when he when yeah. she does drop the line like you can have friends. I thought he was going to bring out the fact that he actually did have friends. You know, he had Amy and Rory, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I thought he was going to mention exactly, everything. No, but yeah, but with Amy and Rory, he had that type of relationship yeah. when he would just drop by, you know, and they would go yep. do stuff. He'd read the books or hang out at the park, you know? But I, I thought this would be I thought this was gonna be a way to name drop all the other people that had followed her, you know. Like I thought maybe they yeah. would do that. But you know, so then uh there's a bunch of stuff, you know, he's he's entranced by the fact that the TARDIS now has a coffee maker. Um so they make some coffee and sit yeah. there and pile around and she mentions losing her last job because she dumped coffee on a computer and I went even before it happens, I was like, "Oh no, the whole thing is going to start." Dude, the the, next the one second, gonna... the second, he drop, he hands her the cup, and she goes, "Huh, this is exactly how I lost my job. I poured coffee on the computer." I was like, "Well, I know exactly what's going to happen next. She's going to dump coffee on the console, and that's exactly what she does." Yeah, and, and the exactly the, the TARDIS disappears. The TARDIS disappears, and the mom's sitting outside, and she's like, I knew it. I knew it. Um, yeah. And then they're inside, and the thing's on fire, and he says, we could be anywhere now, and, and it ends. And, At any uh, time. You know, it's, yep. And it's nice to know that we will not have to wait three months to get whatever the resolution to that is. It's just a week from now. Um, 
So yeah, this will go. I assume this will go right into uh, Wild Blue Yonder, which is the next one of these, uh, which we yeah. will do at some point next weekend, I would think. Um, yeah, so this plan. was great stuff. It was great stuff. Absolutely loved it. I do have some notes from um, from a friend of ours, uh, Trisha Brady, that did um, the did one show with us a while back. I believe it was the one on sub rosa that she and i did with spencer um uh-huh. so she did she she was thinking about coming on with us but she didn't have time she was in ireland so obviously the time difference is a little weird but um so she did have some thoughts she wanted me to get out she said you know it was um she really enjoyed it it was like immediately going right back into the vibe from season four Tennant and tate are awesome together in every second they're in he thought the uh, non-binary thing was a little forced. Um, she thought it was a great idea, but that the way it was written was a little clunky. Um, and she loved the fact the fact that we got to see Donna's family and that the mom came back. So I had almost, I had completely forgotten about the mom, so that was a neat little thing. Yeah, uh, and I pretty much agree with everything she said. So. Uh, we're hoping to get her on for um, for the third one of these, the giggle on December ninth, uh, but we'll have to figure out the timing of that. Um, so, yeah, this was, I mean, if this was what we're looking at from now on, like, yes, just give me more of this. Uh, <laughs> I, I think all of them, man, is he felt so good. Like I, yeah. Get in the canvas. And like I said, store, I'm excited. Get in the canvas store. Oh yeah, and I'm excited for. I'm really excited for Shooty Gatwa. I want to see what that what that ends up being. Like, I'm always kind of excited for new people to take it over. But if you wanted me to, if you wanted me to not fight that to some degree, don't do this because what they're doing right now is like, I love it and I don't want it to end. Like I. Like we said at the beginning, and I was saying to some other friends before we did this, like, I'm excited for Gatwa, but I just want it to be this forever. Like, do this till I'm 80, please. Like, I don't, I don't care. Give him, give Tennant and Tate as much money and time as they want to do it. Like, just do it forever. Because <laughs> if this is what, yeah, it, but, what it would be for, you know. If they... But at the same time, it's all good. Extent, like, you know, you know the show's in good hands again. And it's like you feel yeah. optimistic oh, yeah. for what's to come. Yep, and I freely admit, like that that mindset is somewhat retrograde too. Like this is one of those shows, like you should always want it to go forward in some way. So I am really excited for the next guy. But this is like if you had to do something this year, and this was the only option you had, you could have done far worse than this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was very pleased with it, and uh, hope. A lot of the audience feels the same way that we do. Um, and I like the fact that we have no idea what the next one is going to involve. Uh, it just ends. There's no, there's no like teaser moment for where the next one is. It just kind of no, ends. There's no preview. There's nothing. Yeah, I think because it's now it's essentially now a streaming show in every country but Britain. Um, that maybe you won't get that as much now. Uh, because they won't, as a streamer, they won't feel the need to do that. Um, so yeah, I was 
very pleased with the product here. And I feel like I'm going to look for every excuse I can when these all three of these play out to just watch them repeatedly. Um, I don't, first one at least I don't see cool. why not. I don't see any way this gets old. Yeah. Like, yeah these are going to be in... I, you know, we just finished watching it. I'm like, I'm ready to go in and watch it again. You know? Yeah, and I, I literally watched it twice before we sat down to do this. So... Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem for either of us. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah, at all, so, man. So, uh, I actually, and we talked about this off air at one point, I ordered, you know, BBC put out a new box set with um, all 13 seasons of the modern show on Blu-ray, and they finally did the thing that everybody's been asking for for years, where... Um, the Eccleston season, the three tenant seasons were on Blu-ray, but they're not actually upscaled to that. And this new box set did the upscaling. So yep. uh, when that shows up, I'm probably going to start not, you know, I'm not going to try to speed through it like I did for the 50th 10 years ago, but I'm probably going to try to go through yeah, it again. slowly watching, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing is Corey hasn't seen anything prior to Capaldi. So we, you know, this might be my way to get her to watch some of that, because um, she does actually like this show. This is not one of those things that she's just sitting and watching for my benefit. Um, so I think we'll get, maybe we'll get some retros out of that down the road uh, as I go through. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, I think he definitely. I think he definitely would. Yeah. Depending on the episode, I don't know which ones he likes in particular, but I think we could definitely do that. Um, yeah, we, we yeah, can so definitely we find can... some episodes that we're doing. Yep. So we'll re- we'll uh, reconvene at some point next weekend for Wild Blue Yonder, uh, which that'll drop a, approximately the same time that this one did. You know, I'm in the Central Time Zone in America, and it dropped here about twelve thirty in the afternoon. So I think all three of them, because I think what they're trying to do is simulcast it with Britain so that nobody gets it ahead of anybody else. Um, There's no, like, internet spoilage or any of that. Um, So, yeah, uh, we should, we're obviously going to make time to do the next two pretty quickly after the releases. And then we will have a couple weeks off before the Christmas special, The Church on Ruby Road, which should be the first uh, full episode for Shudigatwa. Um, which I'm also really looking forward to that as well. So, all right. I mean, there would probably be question marks, you know, going into this, but after this one, I have no question marks other than when's the next one. Yeah, I mean, I I had some some vague turns of like, you know, how how uh how comfortable is all this going to be right away? Is it going to take them time to settle back into it? You know, not um, at all. I was thinking to myself, like, <laughs> if it did, if it did take time, given how short, how relatively short this is going to be, it's literally three episodes. Like, if it takes them time to get it back, is that going to make a couple of them crappy? How how is this going to work? And then it was just like they immediately just settle right back into it. It's like, oh man, this is. Uh, Exactly what I was hoping it would be. So, um, very pleased, and, then some. and hopefully the next, hopefully the next two can uh, can continue that. 
and then we'll see oh, what yeah. the Christmas one brings. All right, man, I will get this up right away so that people can hear this. Uh, Sounds I'm good. Sure most of our most of our audience that is into this show has probably already watched it. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, dude.